Like, you're not going to find me in a cult. Well, sure, but... Like, I'm not getting got like that. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I'm not... Yeah, but what I'm saying is I've seen people get got, bro, that shouldn't be getting got. Oh, no. Yeah, so... Did I get got? (laughs) (laughs) You you got got got. I got 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 a little bit. A little bit, yeah. I I got out before I got... Well, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to yet another episode of Post Lunch. My name is Anthony. I'm here with Kevin Hockenberry. Hello there. I like. I love that you did that. <laughs> um, yeah. So here we are. We just had lunch. Should we do this again? No. 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 We're not, we're not, not reshooting this. We're not reshooting this. So awkward. No. Okay. Don't feel awkward. We just had lunch. We went to a place today. Where we go. Okay, I was feeling really hungry to the point where I'm like, dude, I'm about to eat. And you said, okay, give me some options and nothing was. I ran through probably 15 options. Nothing was scratching the itch for me. Right. And then did you bring up this place or did I say, should we go here? Uh, irregardless. Irregardless, as the kids say. <laughs> we went to a place today called Chicken Salad Chick. And yes, it's everything that you imagine. Yes, in the title. Girly, dainty. Yep. When you walk salad. in. When you walk in, it looks like a tea party. Yes. Everything about it is very feminine. Yes. Um, but we've had this place before. Mm-hmm. And it's delicious. It is really good. <laughs> so, okay. So, um, so we get there. It's in Oviedo, which is just a stone's throw away from where we're. Yes. It's our sister city, I believe they call it. If, if that's what you want to call it. What is all that? Like, oh, it's over oh, here. It's a man. call. It's call coming in. We have a, our caller coming in. No, this is um, it's spam, bro. It's triangle from it's triangle from Virginia. People from Virginia still try to call me randomly. That's so dumb. Just keep going. What are we talking about? Okay, so we're at Chicken Salad Shake. We walk in. You ordered first. I got the fancy Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this on a croissant. A croissant. Okay. Yes. Um, which is chicken salad with grapes, apples. Were there nuts in that? And nuts. Like pecans or something? Yeah, something like that. Do you like say that. pecans or pecans? I'm from up north, kind of. So, um, yeah, it's pecans for me. Okay. Pecan is a southern thing. Pecan pie. First of all, let me just say this, by the way. Okay, while we're on, yeah, since you brought this because up. we're here. <laughs> because we're, we've arrived here. Pecan pie is maybe the worst of all pies. And people talk about it like it's the greatest pie in the world. Like, you can't have Thanksgiving dinner without pecan pie. It's like... Yes, I can. The, it For me, it's the jelly consistency of it. It's Nothing's good about it. It reminds me of that chicken wing I had last week oh, at that man. place. Just It's not good. I don't want another bite. Okay, so you had your Fancy Nancy. Yes, uh, and I had my side, because you can pick your side. I had um, broccoli with like a little sauce on it and some bacon on top. Yeah, it's, it's called um, broccoli salad. Mm-hmm. Not broccoli slaw. That's different. This is like a little broccoli salad. Yeah, it was banging, dude. It's served chilled. It's, it's great. It's good. Okay. It's awesome. Came with a cookie. Yeah, and the cookies are great. Just a classic sugar cookie. Yeah, but it's like those soft <clears throat> ones that you <throat> get at the grocery store with like the icing that's yep, like... real oh, thick. Yeah. but I it's normally like, save them and give them to my kids. No, not today. Not today. And I had a pickle, a dill pickle. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, uh, for me, Yelp review is... Um, I mean, it's, it's in that four to five range. Yeah, I mean... Your your total came to like nine thirty seven. Nine it was under ten dollars. It was under ten bucks for a it's great a, lunch. A full croissant. It's not like some little halvesies. No, no, it's big. It's nice. 
Okay. I had the, uh, I also had the croissant. You mm-hmm. can get it on wheat, just a scoop with crackers, or you can get it on a croissant mm-hmm. or on white bread, I think too. Mm-hmm. When there's a croissant option, you yeah. always choose the croissant. Yeah. Guys, white bread or croissant. It's easy for me. He <laughs> said croissant again. Anyways, I got the jalapeno chicken salad and it was delicious, bro. Do you know what they should call our sandwiches? What? Croissantwiches. They should. Are we onto something there? It should be called a croissantwich. Is that a food truck idea? Maybe. The croissantwich. Okay. Keep going. I'm so sorry. So mine was a spicy chicken. Yeah, with jalapenos. I've had that before. It's very good. Very good. Um, I also got the broccoli salad as my side, but I also got a cup of soup. Mm -hmm. And I got the chicken poblano soup it was like a southwest type mm-hmm. vibe because i was feeling southwesty yes getting into uh yeah. lunchtime and i wanted enchiladas and that we ended up eating something as far opposite you never told me that though i wanted enchiladas i looked i looked on Yelp. But then you should have told me i know but like i was thinking about you and all this stuff and i was me? like yeah but i can do mexican food yeah just not today though okay so uh i, I really wanted enchiladas tomorrow so um this is the closest i could get Mine was delicious. I, I have no complaints. This this place was good. If you guys are looking for like a fresh, you don't feel horrible after you eat at this place. You know, sometimes no. you eat at like you eat lunch, you're like, oh, I need to lay down or take a shower. You, you don't feel either of those feelings. I would imagine I will be hungrier sooner rather than later after that. I remember after we ate, um, literally minutes after I said I could eat that again. Oh, like right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could I could have had another one if there was if that was a buffet style I was going in. So Yelp review four to five range, right? Yeah. Another cool thing about this place, guys, if you get a sandwich from there, mm-hmm. croissant, wheat, I don't care, whatever, you can get a side, another scoop of chicken salad as your side, a different flavor. Oh, I didn't know that. No, that's a cool thing that they do there. So instead of me getting broccoli salad, I could have got a little chicken salad with like. Yep. They do that pimento one. Have you tried that yep. one? It's just so good. Yeah, you could have done that. I just think that that's a cool feature. Um, I've I've been laid up on a couch the last couple of days. Tell us about it. Well, unless you don't want to. No, I, I don't have to go into a lot of detail. I just my foot was kind of banged up, and I was uh, I was I was on the couch, and so I uh, I watched episodes one, two, and three of Star Wars, the pre the prequels. Okay. They still hold up, bro. They're good movies. Yeah, they're good movies. High highs, low lows. <laughs> um, and I, I got into Rogue One some. Okay. And uh, which is a great movie. What a great movie. Yeah. Um, but then I watched, and no, listen, no spoilers. So anybody watching that hasn't, isn't caught up yet, there's no spoilers here. But I watched the two, the latest Bad Batch episodes that both okay. dropped on the same day. This is an animated Star Wars yes. show on Disney Plus. And the latest Mandalorian episode. A live action Star Wars show on Disney Plus. They are so good. And I here's my thing, and I thought about this yesterday. I think there are so many people missing out on some great Star Wars right now because they think Disney ruined Star Wars. Or they think Star Wars is for nerds. Well, I, I, I don't know, maybe. Yeah, I mean, that's what people think. But yeah, a lot of people are like, nerd. Disney ruined Star Wars, which, by the way, they are right at the beginning. Disney definitely blew it. But Pastor John Favreau turned the ship. <laughs> That's your boy. It's your lead pastor. Yeah. So if you guys, uh, that was, I just made a reference to our um, couple episodes ago. We talked about a fantasy church team and I. That was a great episode. I drafted John Favreau, the creator yeah. of um, 
Mandalorian. I think you call that a callback. That was a callback. Yeah. What did I call it? Uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, but it got me thinking, though, out of the whole Star Wars universe, like okay. there's so many characters. Who do you think you would be? Okay. And who do you think I would be? All right. Just for we're going to go by this fast. So if anybody's listening, you're like, I don't want to hear this right now. We'll be done this in like a minute. Or you can just scan ahead because we live in the future. We live in the future. <clears throat> who am I going to be? Like we're talking main characters or like you're talking. I think whatever, dude, whatever you want to be. I mean, if it's something stupid, obscure, that's kind of, you know. Like a Trandoshan, like those lizard guys. Like you have to have some, they have to have some lines. Like you're thinking of Bosk. Like he would be the name yeah. one of them. Okay. Um, who would I be? Who would you be and then who would I, who would I be? Okay. I think who you would be would be easier for me to to pin. You're not going to say like C-3PO, are you? No, I would never do oh. that to you. <laughs> for me, you would be um, Han. Really? Or you'd be Jabba. You said Han. Han you Solo. Sound like, you sound like yeah. Lando. So Han, Han yeah. Solo. Yeah, Lando calls him Han. He calls him Han. I like calling him Han. You think I'd be Han Solo? You'd be Han Solo or you'd be Jabba. What? Yeah. <laughs> That's, I hate that. I hate everything about that. I mean, Han is a great compliment. Yeah. Jabba's not. Well, but not Jabba because you're a, like you're a slob, and I have quotations up. Already. Do, you think, do you think Jabba has gout? Is that why you think <laughs> I'd be Jabba the Hutt? <laughs> no, I think I think it's the it's um it's just like a there's something about him that exudes royalty that gets crap done without you having to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> so he just has people do everything for him. Yeah, it's like one of those things. Like he's a great leader, but he doesn't have to do anything. He's like, hey, go over there and let's get back to the guy. Okay. And then what are those alien guys called? Like the everybody's ma- in no, 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 no. You know exactly. They look. They look kind of look like bugs. Greedos. Yeah. Greedos. Oh, greed. The green guys. Yeah. What are they called? Greedo. Greedo. Greedos. Well, Greedos. I mean, I don't. I forget what the name of the race is, but guys, we are trailing off here. Yeah. I think um, I I relate to those little guys who Anzalians. Uh, who fix the droids and They're stuff. They're the best in the, in the whole, like, galaxy. Yeah. Of doing that. Um, I have me as, um, and this is little thought, so I'm, I'm probably, this is probably the 10 other characters I could come up with, but, because there's so many characters in Star Wars, but I kind of feel a little like Cassian Andor a little bit. Okay. I didn't even think of him. I yeah. changed Jabba to that. So Han, Han and Cassian. I just feel like, Cassian, he's willing to lay his life on the line out there and just get the job done. Okay. But he's a little, you know, hard to be around sometimes and kind of rubs people the wrong way at times. And But, like, like he was going to kill Jenner. We've got to stop this conversation, don't we? Don't we got to, like, I mean, who's listening right now to this? I would be. <laughs> Let's just move on, bro. I would. Guess I'm on this date stuff. What happened, bro? Talk to me. Okay, on this date. <clears throat> Which is March 30th? Let's just double, double check. Yes. Because that would... <laughs> invalidate everything yes, I'm about no, to March say. March 30th. Okay. On this date, in 1979, Nora Jones... Wait, let me say that again. I like... <laughs> my mouth was not right. Yeah. Nora Jones was born. Do you know why that's important? To you? To us. Well, us being me and my wife. That's like yeah. your wedding song, isn't it, or something? No. But Stacey loves Nora Jones. Okay, give me... Sing me a little piece. Oh, um... Don't know why. Something like that. Okay. Okay. So that's a big deal for Stacey. She loves Nora Jones. That's cool. Yep. So on this day, she was born. Yep. Happy birthday. On this date, 1981, Ronald Reagan was shot. Can you imagine that? 
a sitting president being assassinated or, or an attempted assassination? Not in the 80s. What, what do you mean? I feel like I feel like um, security and technology should have been good enough to prevent something like that. In 81? Yeah. Yeah. I like mean, it makes sense in Kennedy's era. Right. Like that, that should have been the last one. Right. But rolling into the 80s, like if, if we got word today that President Joe Biden was assassinated, that's like what happened? That's an inside job at that point. Yeah. It's just I, I couldn't believe it, especially if you don't know who it was. Like with Kennedy, we still don't really. Right. Yeah. That's crazy. So I, I think that that I think that it's crazy that Ronald Reagan was shot in 1981. I don't think that that should have happened. Okay. Just from a where we are. Right. In technology and all that stuff. On this date in 1964, Jeopardy is aired for the first time. You watch Jeopardy? Yeah. And like every old person in America, that's like their show. That's their jam. Yeah. I, I didn't know it was around in 1964. That's, was it Alex Trebek? Did he, was, did he start that? I'm sure he did. 64, huh? I'm sure he did. Last one that I have here. Um, nine, in 18... <laughs> we're going way back. 1867. Whoa, that's a good year. The U.S. buys Alaska from Russia for $7.2 million. So, a couple what thoughts on that. financial position right. were they in that they were like, oh my God, we need that. Right. Well, I bet it, I mean, it's up there near Siberia, right? With Russia. So, like, they probably never even went there. But I bet Russia wish they had that property now. I bet they did. Just like me and my Jupiter property. You know what? I bet you, I bet you it was bigger than we even think it was. Yeah. It was like, you're going to take the money or we're, we're going to war with you and we're going to win. In 18, no, we had our hands tied in 1867, dude. We were coming out of the Civil War at that point. We were, like, licking our wounds like a cat. Yeah, but we knew how to win. Um, yeah, $7.2 million. That's nothing. I feel like that's a lot back then. I don't know, bro. Because every, because like a, a, like a, um. Like for a, a country though? <laughs> yeah, but like a, you get a piece of candy for like a penny back then. Yeah. We'd have to do the math on that. I just feel like, I just feel like countries don't just give away land like that anymore. No, people aren't selling property anymore. Right. Like, um, okay. So I got one for you. Um, something that happened on this date in 1993 wasn't just this date, but this, but it was a range of dates from February through uh, April, into April, I believe. Okay. Waco, Texas. What do you think about when you think about Waco, Texas? Okay, right now? Yeah. I think about Chip and Joanna Gaines. Yeah, I know you do. And and um, and they're really cool play. I've been there. It was awesome, right? Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. You you um, would suggest anybody listening to go visit Waco, Texas and go see. Yeah. I forgot Magnolia, what Magnolia. Magnolia Farm or whatever it's called. Whatever it's called, yeah. Um. It is so cool. So for me, 1993, I was a sophomore in high school. And the big Waco, Texas thing was going on with um, David Koresh and uh, this cult. It was crazy, dude. Um, I remember, like I said, I was a sophomore in high school. I remember watching the TV. When you're in 10th grade, you you can only process, I think, what's happening so much, you know. But um, there's a new Netflix documentary, which I highly recommend you watch. It's unbelievable. Believable. I've watched one. So this is a new, like 2023. Oh, I don't know. I was, it was when I put Netflix on yesterday, it was the main thing. Because, because I wonder if it's on this day type of vibe. Yeah. I don't know. Could you imagine? 
If like they're, you're thinking the same wavelengths as Netflix right now? Maybe. I don't know. No, wrong industry. But the long and short of it is, if you never heard about what happened with David Koresh, uh, he was a Branch Davidian, which is like this religious group of people that had been around for a while. Um, he got mixed into the fold with those guys, I think when he was a kid, like a teenager or something. And then he ended up becoming the guy. Like he took over and he started running things. Yikes. Then he starts telling everybody i don't know if he actually believed it or he was manipulating i don't know dude but like he believed he was the lord jesus christ and so he started teaching the bible that way like he was the second coming of jesus or whatever and so he starts teaching the bible this way and people from like all over the country all over the world began coming to this con to this what? compound they owned all these acres and they all moved in and so as they they moved in it just got weird, dude. Like he's teaching the Bible. Of course, it gets weird if you think you're Jesus, right? But it gets weird. And so like all of a like, sudden. Then I said, like when he's reading the Bible, is he referencing? I don't think so. I think he thought he was like, and I could be completely wrong, but I thought, I think he thought he was the second coming of Jesus. Okay. So like he was going to become Jesus, but he's, it's like he was, but he was also going to be. Oh my God. There's a what weird a deal. There's a mess. a mess. So all these people, so and like men and women and children. And so and then as they all like really begin moving in and they begin all living off the, the land there and they start like stockpiling guns, bro, like guns, like like lots and lots of guns. Like a dude. militia. Like a militia. Um, and then he starts saying like um, all the single women I can have my way with. I'll just leave it at that. Well, um, in his compound. In his compound. And they're like excited to be a part of that somehow. I guess, yeah, it was an honor to be with Jesus, dude. Like, seriously, that's how these women looked at Oh, my it. goodness. But, dude, it wasn't just women. It was, like, kids. It was, like, little – it was, like – anyway, we won't keep going there. It was – it's it's a bad deal. Right. But then he started dissolving marriages and said, all the women now belong to me. And so all these husbands, like, willingly gave their wife and l- girls to, to, to uh, this man. To this fake guy. To this guy who said he was Jesus. Anyway, so um, – it's it's a it's a powerful show. The the thing is, is as you watch, you're like, how in the heck do people like? How did this happen? How do you how did you get to this point in your life? Right. You're in your 40s. Like you made it that far in life, and now you decided to join a, a cult a, and and live in a compound, and and give your wife away to this man. Like what happened to you? There has to, bro. That screams traumatic. Fill in the blank. Yeah. At some point in your life. Well, it's spiritual manipulation. Right. It's to, to like the umph degree or whatever, right? But, I, I watched some clips of him like preaching and talking a little bit. And the guy just talks with charisma and confidence. And um, and it's just like he, like he knows what he's talking about. And he speaks with – and he just – even just watching him little videos, you're like pulled in. Do you want to hear what he has to say? And so it just goes to show you like a leader can quickly become – Someone who, if they don't have good character and they're not living properly, and I'm talking about the spiritually, okay, they can quickly do whatever they want to people's lives, man. Wow. People look to their spiritual leaders and they trust them. It's like when there's a moral failure, this is why this is such a big deal. Well, a pastor's not supposed to right. do on that. The blank, right. Yeah. Um, that's my pastor. Like, you know. And so it just kind of got me thinking, like, there's a lot of people that are in churches that maybe they're not cults and some of them are there okay. are some there are quite a few cults out there that claim to be christian that they're not but then there's a lot of like churches out there that people are really being manipulated 
badly by the pastor and they don't even realize it. What do you think brings you to the point of, is it because by definition, a shepherd is one who should be protecting? Uh, yeah. So sure. like, so if, I guess if you're submitting yourself to someone's protection and I have quotations up, if you're submitting to someone's protection, when they say to do something, you're trusting that they have your best interests in mind, right? Yeah. Right. I, I think that's one of the things that allows you to be quote unquote manipulated. Yeah. And I think the other thing too is undealt with trauma from your past. I think that if you're in a vulnerable state as a human and someone who has strength, like how you're sure. talking about this guy and charisma and confidence, it's very easy for you to be alpha. Yeah, I hear what you're saying, but I, I, it's, you don't need that to happen though, in order to be in this position to get manipulated. Like you're not going to find me in a cult. Well, sure. But like, I'm not getting got like that. I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I'm not. Yeah. But what I'm saying is I've seen people get got bro. That shouldn't be getting got. And they're, they're smarter stuck. than and, that, bro. And they're stuck now. Yeah. I just like, I don't, how do you get there? Well, here we go. I want to talk about some things here. These are uh, 11 signs. 11. I have 11. Oh my god. I was going goodness. to do 10, but the last one I had, I had to add the last one. Okay. 11 signs that um, you're in a church that is manipulating you or or could be manipulating you. Now, when you say church, are we talking about the Christian church right now? Or I'm when talking you say about church, the Christian church. The one who serves Jesus Christ. Yes. The triune God. Yes. God the Father, God the Son, the Holy Spirit. Three in one. Theoretically, yes. That's yes. what their theology would say. Okay. This also works for cults. I mean, I know people that are in cults. They just have no idea. They're, they're Yeah, we're going to get into this. Okay, okay, so the first one is simply, it's, it's the first one's the biggest one probably. The leader is the ultimate authority and cannot be challenged. Okay, so you are an unapproachable leader. No, it's way, way more than that. It's, there, you, can't be, you can't challenge the leader. So the leader comes in and says, this is what we're doing. There's no one around the table that can raise their hand and say, oh, what if we tried it this way? No, there's none of that. They're this is like, what we're doing. They're like, shut up, Ricky. Whatever, I heard from the Lord. This is what our church is doing. This okay. is what we're doing as a staff. This is what we're doing as a team. This is what we're doing. You cannot, uh, you cannot challenge the leader. He is the ultimate authority. Okay. Ultimate authority. And so, um, I think as I'm talking through some of this, there there are some similarities. I think between an old school way of the church being run. Okay. Like um, the church. The way the church was run for years, there was a male pastor uh, that was the leader, um, and it was kind of his way or the highway, right? Okay. But I don't, I don't, I think in most cases that wasn't out of bad intentions. I think that's just the way things were done. Does that make sense? Okay. A lot of great churches. What I'm saying is a lot of great churches out there that were run by a male pastor, and he had an iron grip on the place, and it was kind of his 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 deal. Um, I think that there was probably some good thing. There's a lot of good things that could happen in a church like that. So I want to be careful that I'm not, is what I'm saying makes yeah. sense. Yeah. There are some times where there's truth to that. They had good character. Yes. They, they taught the Bible. Um, you know, they, they taught the Bible as inerrant. And they're like All saying, the, we're not going to bend. Right. I, some, vision goes through me. Yeah. I'm the vision carrier. Right. Like, this is my thing. Um, so I, I think there are a lot of churches that were and still are ran that way, um, that I, I would push back and say, it's always good to have people around the table. That's right. just how I lead. 
Um, especially it's always good to have a couple female voices around the table. I've learned sure. the hard way before when yeah. I got four dudes in a room and we have this great idea and we find out, oh man, had there just been one female around the table, we could have avoided that or right. whatever. Um, Ratchet Ball probably being one of them. Yes. <laughs> That's a callback from another episode of Worst Mistakes in Youth Ministry or something. Um but anyway, so that that's the first one. So I think if you're if you're in a church or if you're in a in a religious organization where the leader just cannot be challenged, I'd have to know why. I'd want to know why. Why can't he be challenged? Why can't she be challenged? Hmm. Um, the thing is, the pulpit is, is a great attractor of narcissism, um, yikes, and, and 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 psychopaths and people that are power hungry, hmm. um, and so. Think about the story. Remember the story in the Bible where um, Paul is going around us in Acts and he's, and he's healing people. And then the, the one dude, like the, the, the um, uh, magician guy, whatever his name is, the one that does all the whatever. Right. And oh, he um, gets mad. Yeah, he's, no, he, yeah, he gets mad, but then he's like, he wants to buy the power. He's like, hey, I want to pur- purchase that. Yeah. I want to buy that because I, I, want, I want that. Right. He wanted the power of God without having God. Right. You know what I mean? And so I think there are a lot of people that want to be leaders and pastors and have dude you have access to people's hearts yeah it's and very dangerous pocketbooks yeah. and all of that stuff so anyway um that's number one number two and it's very so i almost erased this one but i think it's different enough but skepticism is suppressed okay so like i'm if i'm feeling like shady about you you'll like stop that right away well i think it's more than than me i think it would be like if if let's say I'm the guy, I'm, right. I'm the one that's the problem, and you bring it to the attention of someone else in the church, you're like, "Hey, have you have you noticed?" Him? No, no, we don't talk about that. Oh, we don't talk about Bruno. Right? Yeah. Okay. So wow. it's, we, don't, we don't talk about that. It's just it, you don't yeah. even hush, like come oh, in. Like the Bible says this. No, uh, uh-uh. if that's what Pastor said, <clears throat> if that's what Pastor said, that's what we're doing. You know. So skepticism is is suppressed. Um, number three, former members are looked down upon or are shunned. Oh no. Yep. No. That's a big one, dude. Cuz you're saying you're saying that and I'm thinking about some some history. <laughs> you're going to think life. you're going to think about some history in your own life I think a few times yeah. as we're going through this list. Oh no. Yeah, so Did I get got? <laughs> <laughs> you you got you got got. I, I got a, got a little maybe. A little bit. Yeah. Oh, I got I, I got out bit. before I got got. Yeah, you might have got out before you got got. Wow, bro. I saved you. I'm your savior. Oh no. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm not a savior. Um but yeah, so so for example, someone's just kind of like, "Oh yeah, this church isn't working for me. I'm going to go to this church down the street." And it's like, "Oh, don't even talk to him anymore." You know, he wow. had, he abandoned us, he betrayed no. us, he left us. No. Whatever. Yeah. And so or shunned, you know, or they may be like, "Oh, I want to come visit my old church once in a while." They don't like, "No, we don't we don't want you to come by." Wow. Um yeah. And then and then on top of it, sometimes then all, all of a sudden all these bad things are said about that person. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it's a good thing they left anyway, because, you know, they I don't know if you noticed, but they had a real addiction to this or whatever. Yeah. And so then they try to, like, justify their leaving. How much of that? And I guess it rolls back to the narcissism thing that you said earlier is like they're just hurt. They feel abandoned because they probably have undealt with trauma in their past. But like so they're they're trying to. uh I guess deflect the real stuff that's happening in their heart, and they're just be like, you know what, Kevin, you you like you. It is time for you to leave. Actually, no, you, you got to go. Yeah, because I, you're X, Y, and Z. It, it could be some some leaders are real sensitive, mm. you know, and and they don't know how to process. You know, they get easily offended, and they don't know how to process. Wait a minute, 
you're leaving me? Like, do you know who I am? Like, Yikes. You know what I'm saying? Like, or, or maybe the opposite. Like, oh, man, maybe I'm not a good enough leader. Or, oh, man. You know, or maybe it's even that person was on to something and they noticed an, an, uh, an ineptitude in my leadership. And it's a good thing they're leaving because I don't want them spreading that and telling people. Oh. Because why? Number two, skepticism is suppressed. Dang, man. Skepticism is suppressed or like kicked out. Right? Dang. Yeah. Um, number four, uh, the organization is elitist. And so what I mean by that is oh, they think they're the answer. They're the one. They're the one. No. Um, they're the one way to God. And this is how like there are Christian cults. I, I hate that phrase, but that's the best way to describe okay. it. They call themselves Christians, but they're really a cult. Anytime you go to a church and they say we're the one true way to get to heaven, Yikes. like run, 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 run away, run away, run. Dang, that's that's man. not biblical. That's not that's anyway. Um, so they're always knocking the the local mega church, or you know, they probably their pastor probably is not in good relationship with other pastors in the community, mm. and uh, so yeah. Um, the organization is elitist. Wow. Um, number five, uh, more practical. The website and socials are focused on the leader. Okay. So if I go to cool church on Instagram, I don't, if that is a real account, I'm sorry. There's actually <clears throat> apparently a really good church in Fort Lauderdale called cool. cool church. Really? Yeah. When I heard the name, I was like, oh. but then I looked at them. I looked at I've heard about them. I've heard about their pastors and the ministry, and apparently it's really good. Okay. Yeah. I don't. I'm. I just mean to like my city church. Fill in the blank. The name. Right. If I go to their account, generic church, whatever. Yeah. Generic church in USA.com. and I go to their social media, their website, and all it is is Pastor John and his wife Dawn. Over and over and over, and over everywhere. And over. It's just them. Yeah. It's, it's a red flag. Yeah, I, I think it's either unintentional. Okay. They have the wrong people at the table. They have the wrong people at the table. Or, I mean, even if it's unintentional, man, it's still happening. Like, there's a church that uh, is very similar to our church okay. as far as name goes. Okay, careful. Uh-huh. And <laughs> um, I've been on their socials, and it's the picture of the pastor in every single right. one of their social media so, like, Do people go there? Do people? <laughs> you know what I mean? Anthony, they have thousands of followers. Wow. It just goes to show you how quickly people can be manipulated, mm. you know? Now, around here, we have the rule because there's also, you can have the other balance where like, now who the heck's the pastor of that church? For sure. <laughs> you know, so for us, my rule is kind of like if I scroll Instagram on our feed, Personal if thing. I don't see my face within the first nine pictures, you're, you're going to get a message from me. Right. Um, just because people need to know that who I am, who my wife is, Stacy's a, a co-pastor with with me. People need to know who we are. So we, we keep us in the forefront so people know who we are. Right, but not the front. <clears throat> No, the church needs to be able to go on without me. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, who am I? Um, anyway, a, a, a side thing that kind of goes with that, and again, this is kind of old school, so some guys still do this. You know, but if you, if a pastor has their own parking spot and it's right next to the church, I got to ask myself why. Like for me, every Sunday I park, you probably see this, I park as far away from the building as I can, you know, as I can right. realistically. Right. You know, and I walk in. Right. You know, that's the old uh, park far, sit close yeah. you know, concept. <clears throat> and I just think pastors should park far. I think if you're the first one there, go park far away. Now, if it's a security issue and you need to be a little closer to the church, depending on maybe where you're at, I understand that. And, I, and, and there is a thing, and, and we do need to pause and talk about this for a moment, because there is this concept of honor culture. Right. Where you're supposed to honor the pastor. 
Um, and, and you can find biblical support for that. And I do believe in that in a healthy way. Okay. I don't think we should be putting pastors on pedestals, you know, right. where we can't ever question them and be cha- challenged. So you don't want me to put stuff. cones out for a parking spot for you this weekend? No, no, no. Please don't do that. Okay. Um, but I, 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 I did shift away from the whole honor culture thing for a while and just kind of became another one of the guys. Right. You know? But that doesn't work either because then okay. you're another one of the guys and they're not looking at you as a pastor. Mm. So uh, you do have to kind of separate yourself a little bit as a pastor. And I think there's uh, like I'm cool with pastor appreciation on in October. Right. Um, you see pastors, um, man, they're carrying a weight that most people don't know about. Right. Um, there are a lot of pastors take their lives. You know mm. what I mean? There's, there's, there's a high depression rate. I, I think every pastor I know that's made it past 35 years old and is still in ministry has been through depression. Wow. Um, it's very high, uh, especially if you've got good character and you're trying to do things the right way. For you know? sure. So I- I'm good with the honor culture. I just think that like, I, I don't need, you know, my own chair and, and, and like special and, treatment. To, like... I don't need special treatment, man. Now at the same time, like I'm kind of talking out of both sides of my mouth, but um, yeah, anyway. Right. So I do know this. If I'm ever not in ministry and I'm I'm going to be one of the best congregants ever at a church. Same. <laughs> I mean, a, a pastor's going to know who I am because he's going to have a hot cup of coffee in his hand every Sunday, like that kind of thing. Yeah. You know, hey, man, I, I see what you're doing. Here's here's a $50 gift card to Chick-fil-A. You know what I'm saying? Like, take your family out. Like, I, I know. Right. Like, me, for me and Stacey personally, with as busy, busy as we are with ministry and parenting right now, um, my kids, my family's not getting home cooked meals enough. You know what right. I mean? Like it's just, we've been running a, such a clip. So like, I'm cool with like blessing the pastor, but at the same time, you're never going to see me ask for it. For sure. I've got friends that literally. That'd be awkward. Post on Facebook asking for video game systems. And they ask in this like weird, like, Oh man, if anybody wants to bless their pastor, the new PlayStation six is out. You know, hey, right. if anybody wants to bless their pastor. I want a Ford Raptor. Yeah, there's a big game this weekend. Can, you know, <laughs> I'd like I, tickets um, at least in box seats. <laughs> I just, yeah, so that's the stuff that's just like, uh, I don't like that, you know. Um, there's another thing that, and this isn't on my list, but I'm not going to get to that. I'm going to ignore that. Okay. That's, I don't need to go there. That's fair. That's fair. Um, number six, if the leader were to leave, there is no doubt the whole thing would fall apart. Okay. Yeah, everything's just built up, uh, around the leader. Right. I was talking to Stacey about that the other day. I said, you know, our church, Authentic Church, it's it's still a baby. Okay, we're still in our infancy. We got our two-year birthday coming up for when we launch services. But I could leave tomorrow, and this church is in a good place. Right. And if a good pastoral <clears throat> couple came, came along, they could pick up where we're at now and keep – moving right it would be awkward it'd be weird because we're so young you right. know and i'm not thinking about doing that just so right. you know. um but but you, you've built it in such a way that is yeah you know plug and play you have to yeah you know um, I, I actually i i try to lead with the mentality of it's <laughs> this sounds so morbid but um if i got hit by a bus that's my mentality right i make sure that there are multiple instances where other people can do what i do yeah if yeah, and I make sure I'm not the only one who knows passwords to something. I make right. sure I'm not the only one who knows how to load in or load out for worship team practice and right. stuff like that. Um, just because I don't want to be the linchpin on anything. Yeah, that's, I mean, reproduction is leadership 101. Right. You should always have, you should always be training your replacement. Right. Always. And there are times, <clears throat> just even, uh, just a really recent example, um, 
there are times where certain things will happen and it will reveal an area of your leadership yep. where like, oh man, I didn't realize mm-hmm. that I was a linchpin in that area. Right. So I removed myself out of that and I was, ex- I exposed my own leadership and said, yep. wow, I need to level up my team in this area because I noticed something about me. You know? Yeah. I mean, Stacy and I should be able to go on vacation. Right. And everything's fine. Right. You know? Um, okay. Number seven, the leader gets more glory than God. Yikes. Yep. Wow. I hate that sentence. And it could even be, again, just completely unintentional. Still. It's still. Still a yucky sentence. Yeah, very much so. Like, oh, everything's about pastor so-and-so. There was a church uh, in a city where I spent some time in a very large church, and everything was about this guy, pastor, whatever his name was, so-and-so. Mm. I won't say what it is. And it was, I, you never heard their congregants talk about Jesus. It was always Pastor So-and-So's latest sermon and Pastor So-and-So so funny and Pastor So-and-So such a good leader. And everything was about Pastor So-and-So. Okay. And you know what? Pastor So-and-So had a moral failure and had to leave his church. I have a question about Pastor So-and-So. Mm-hmm. If Pastor So-and-So is doing the best that he can, mm-hmm. right, and that's happening, what does Pastor So and So need to be communicating from the pulpit to evade that? Okay, like let's let's just say that this guy is making sure that all the all the single moms in his uh, flock are being taken care of, and he's making sure that there's no hungry kid. Every every kid in school who is under a certain economic bracket has right. school supplies. And stuff. Like he's doing all the great stuff. Right? Why wouldn't? You want to be like, yo, Pastor So-and-so is a great guy. Yeah, that's fine. And again, it goes back to the honor culture thing. Honor culture thing. And I think it's fine to talk about how much you love your pastor. I think that's fine. Okay. Um, He can't replace Jesus. She can't can't replace Jesus. So they need to be communicating that like. It's about Jesus. Just more and more. Yeah. So like when these people would would talk to others that weren't Christians, they talked about their church and their pastor. Not about. No, I need to point you to Jesus. Okay. You know, now I think it's still okay. Hey, you know, I think you'd like my pastor. He's a lot different from most pastors. And I think that's okay to say things like right. that. Um, but the leader just gets more glory than God. I think anytime the leader is getting all the glory, um, or most of the glory, and that can happen, man. And it can happen unintentionally. Right. Um, and a lot of it too probably comes back to how the leader is communicating. Okay. You know, hey, I worked hard on this message this week. And I studied hard. I'm going to bring you a good word this oh. week. And there's a lot of I, I, um, you know, in mm-hmm. there. Um, hey, I, I had this great idea that I think we should. Wow. You know, okay. Oh, so man. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think it can happen unintentionally. And I think, again, well, whatever. We'll keep moving. Um, number eight, there's no meaningful financial disclosure. That's a big one. What does that even mean? That means there's really no talk about money. Okay. You know, it's, it's as far as what the church is doing with the money. Okay. You know, and so it's always about give me your tithe and give me your offerings and missions and, you know, this and that and all these different things. Um, but there's never really any thorough, like, report that's given right, to like, the church. Right, like, we gave 50 grand to this and all we're of spending it. this on a building Yeah, project, just you should have doing... open books. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Um, and, and that's a big one, especially for somebody that might find themselves, like, in some kind of cult. Right, they're just like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. A bunch of offshore accounts. But there's also, um, but there's a lot of churches, you know, where the pastor doesn't give you a budget and you're just kind of sort of asking him for stuff and you have no idea how much money is brought in every year in the church. Like, is this, is this church bringing $200,000 a year? Is it bringing in $2 million a year? Like, 
where's all the money? You right. know, and how much is it? And how are we affording to pay for all this? And how come I haven't had a raise in four years? And right. you know, whatever that may be. So um the Holy Bible is not the ultimate source of truth. Wow. That's it's, just like this is a big one. You just earmarked like every cult. Every cult for sure. <laughs> right. But um I went to um I'll just, I'll just call it what it is, dude. I, I was told that I had to go to the Lakeland Revival. And I'm doing air quotes here. Okay. Um this happened back in the early two thousands. There's a guy that came along and I'm just going to call it what it is. He was a false teacher. He's a false prophet. Okay. Period. Uh, I don't say those things loosely. Right. You know what I mean? Um, and I went, I was forced to go. And so I went and one of the very first things I heard was, put your Bibles away. You won't be needing those tonight. Mm. And I knew right then and there, this is going to be a bad night. Yikes. Yeah. I heard once, and I like this a lot, that the rivers of revival should never overflow the banks of the Bible. Okay. You know what I mean? So like jump that's in that cool, river, man. Yeah, that's a cool word picture. Enjoy the river of revival when revival, when God's moving in a beautiful way, but revival never contradicts scripture. Okay. You know, scripture supports revival. Revival right. supports scripture. They go hand in hand and movements of God, whether you want to use that word revival or not, but just what whatever's happening in your church should be able to be scripturally supported. Okay. You know? And so that this is a big deal. Um, and there's a lot of churches that maybe they want to just hammer some of the Bible, but ignore some of these other key things about Scripture mm. that are important. So that's a big one. The Holy, Holy Bible is not the ultimate source of uh, truth. Uh, number 10, if you – oh, this is a big one. If you don't constantly do more, even at the expense of your family and your health, your loyalty is questioned. Yikes. So it's the do, 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 do. It's do, the performance do, do, do. mentality. Performance, yeah. Being in church four, five, six days a week. What can you do for the church? Oh, the grass needs to be cut. Or, you know, we need someone to do this at 530 in the morning. Or, right. you know, whatever it is, you, you, you're, you're always have, you have to do so much more. Oh, well, if you don't come to church this week, there'll be nobody in the nursery. You know what I mean? Yikes. If you don't come to church this week, we don't have a drummer. You know, we won't be able to do worship and there's guilt put on you. And right. So you're going to go away and, and go to the beach with your family for a weekend and set up playing the drums like okay i guess we'll just figure it out you know as opposed to um knowing as a leader we don't have a drummer this weekend right and not even bringing it up hey man have a great weekend man thanks for all you do around here dude you need a break right and then just do an acoustic set yeah <laughs> you know what i'm saying Something, like anything. go go with the flow God you know praise like, no matter what amen you know but there's this constant do 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 yeah the last one is this and this is not necessarily a red flag this is just a flag to pay attention to um, but when there are people referred to a spiritual son or spiritual daughter, um, I have learned that this is a phrase that is can be great and well-meaning okay. in a healthy relationship. Okay. Um, but it could also be used as a means to control somebody. Wow. So, like, I feel like I'm a spiritual father to you. I feel right. comfortable in saying that. I don't think you feel manipulated. No. I've never used that. Hey, you're my son. Go make sure you do that. Like, I, I don't do stuff right. like that to you at all. Um, but I just feel like you found Jesus through through our ministry, you know, in, right. in, um, in Florida. And then you ended up coming and spending time with us in Virginia. And now you're following us to do this church. I mean, it's obvious that God has put us together. For sure. Um, 
So I, I find like in a healthy way, that's a good thing. We've talked about in the dad episode, how right. I was there for you on your wedding day. Right. Um, sometimes you'll call me up, yo, Peaks, what do I, the heck do I do with this? You yeah. know what I mean? And, and there's that relationship. I think it's a good, healthy thing that we have. Um, but I've seen many pastors, right. both male and exploit female, that. exploit that. You yeah. know, you're my spiritual daughter. Well, what do you mean you're going to college? Who's going to who's gonna sing on the weekends? And I, I haven't released you yet to do that. Oh, and, God. <laughs> yep. All right. Yeah. I, I think a lot of this stuff has been very eye-opening. And um, what happens if, as our listeners are hearing all this, this is really like throwing up some flags. Like, <sighs> what, what do I do now? I well, find myself maybe maybe I'm being manipulated spiritually or I'm, oh, I'm, I think I'm in a cult. <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah, I think... Um, Pray, number okay. one. I think talk to somebody outside your context okay. would be a big deal. Okay. So don't just go to your pastor. Right. <laughs> hey, I heard this thing on, you know, this Post podcast. <laughs> These two guys talk about their food and stuff. And uh, they're making me question the church here now. Oh, we'll sit down, you know, a little fancy Nancy and we'll talk. And, right. you know, um, no, I would talk to pastors that I have no affiliation with that church. Um, other believers okay. that maybe live in another city that have no affiliation with that church. Okay. Um and honestly, if you are in this situation, okay, your your family probably knows that probably you're... knows has probably tried talking to you about wow. this. Uh, your friends have probably tried talking to you about this. Uh, other spiritual people that have been in your life before probably said, "Hey, can we talk about this?" So maybe now's the time to say, "Oh, it was an outside voice," right? On some podcast I happened to find that made me think about this. Hey, mom, you've been trying to talk to me about this church I've been attending. Talk to me. But she just unloads. And like, then she's like, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> you know. Um, but this isn't, listen to me. And I will say this. Okay. And this is so important to hear. Thank you. This does not make God a bad God. Okay. This just reminds us that we are fallen people. Right. And fallen people sometimes get in, pow- uh, in positions of power. Okay. Um, so, you know, don't blame God for this. Okay. Don't run away from God. Right. Because of this. Man, get yourself into a healthy place where you can get back on track and grow spiritually. And listen, if you are coming out of a cult, if you're coming out of a church that has just been uh, very much manipulating you and controlling you and demanding your tithe, uh, you know, or they're going to kick you out of the church or whatever it may be, all these types of things, um, you're going to need some time to heal. And it may be hard for you to open up in a brand new church and jump right into a small group. but um, you got to pursue God, you know, and, and then we're easy to find if, if, if you feel like this is something you've been dealing with, you know, reach out to us, you know, and I, I'd love to talk with you about that. Um, again, I'm, I'm Kevin Hockenberry, Authentic Church. You just go to myauthenticchurch.com and uh, you can find us there. There's a contact button you can push and reach right. out to us. I'd love to talk with you about it. Um, but that's that, man. It's a, and it's, just, you know, this is a heavy deal, but after watching that, you know, Waco thing. And of course that's the extreme. Yeah. Right. Um, but it did get me thinking, how could people get manipulated? And I thought, I thought to myself, I've seen plenty of people manipulated and I've been one of them. I right. have been manipulated. Yeah. I have been spiritually abused wow. in my life. And because I've experienced that, I think sometimes I don't always, um, try to get the most I can out of people 
Okay. And so I walked that line between like, I don't want to, I don't ever want to manipulate anybody. I don't ever want to manipulate anybody. But then somebody's like, just, but can you do like, help me out a little bit? Can you right. encourage me? Ask me to do more. I'll show up on a Saturday if you need me. Like I'll volunteer. You know what I'm saying? So like right. I walked that line. I don't ever want to be accused of it and I don't ever want to do it. Right. I want to respect people. I want people to have healthy families and healthy marriages right. and I want them to love Jesus. I want to make, I want to be the best employee at their job. I want them to make the most money they've ever made in their lives. You know what I'm right. saying? I want them to know their Bible. I want them to, man, whatever, serve the local church. Right. But I, right. I just, that fine line between, yeah, you know, I don't want to burn anybody out and I don't want to manipulate anybody. That's so, good. Yeah. I think this has been eye opening for me. I think you said some things I was like, wait a second <laughs> when right. I, when I first was coming to the faith and I'm thankful that I had people like you and pastor Stacy in my life to make sure that I was right. Not taken advantage of. Yeah. I mean, you think about your moves following us. I, right. You know, I mean, I pitched what we had to offer, right. But I never said, this is where you're supposed to go for sure. You're, you're my son. This is where you need to be. God's right. reuniting us. Like people use that type of yeah vocabulary and it's, it's controlling. It's abusive. It's, you know, it's bad. So, wow. Anyway, that's that. Uh, I think we probably should get back to work. It's yeah. a Thursday. This is a special Thursday edition. It's a special Thursday edition. Yeah. A little different. A little different. It feels different, doesn't it? It feels different because it feels like it's Wednesday right now and I've got like batting practice I got to get to later. You don't, Joey. though. No. No. I have fielding practice I have to get to today. Yikes. Yeah. There's that. Um, Joey's playing flag football now, too. And he's showing up, isn't he? He's going to get there. He's athletic. He's going to get the there. The kid is athletic. He's fast. Yes. He's going to get there. With this being a Thursday, I've already had the opportunity to watch all the Star Wars stuff. Yes. And it got me thinking. Okay. Because um, all the Mandalorian right, and right, right, comes right. out on Wednesdays. Um, favorite droid. My favorite droid? All time in Star Wars. And I would say this. Wait. I would say this. Okay. You can't say R2-D2. Fine. Because he's everybody's. I, I already know what mine is. Okay. So I'm, no R2-D2. And I don't know. I don't even know what his name is, but I'll explain to him and you'll know exactly who I'm talking about. Okay. He's from the new Star Wars He's that saying. cone yep. guy, and he yep. has a stutter. He's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I thought you might have went Chopper. Chopper's cool, but I like the little stutter guy. Yeah. Um, he looks like a solo cup with like a one wheel. I like, what's his name? K2S2? K2, yeah. Uh, From Rogue One. Yeah. The, the Congratulations, you're being rescued. <laughs> <laughs> the tall guy. Yeah, he's got such um, humor. Okay, so I... I didn't even consider those the like upright talking ones. I was thinking more of like BB-8 and like mm-hmm. Astro Droids. Tra- yeah, the trash can guy. What's yeah. his name? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's like, he's yeah. like huh. a, he looks like a he's a power supply, but he looks like a with like legs. Yeah, Bad Batch has one of those. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I totally relate to the little uh, cone guy. Yeah, R2's number one. R2's very very awesome. He's very, very number one. Too. Yeah, I think there's a there's a gap between R two. But that's why I think he's very off. Like, do you know what R two really like? He was great in the original three. He was great in the prequel.